humans, oh humans, welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show for Friday, March 31st, last show in March. Wow. Wow. To quote Owen Wilson, wow. Wow. Last show in March, humans. What does that mean? Of course, of course. It means NCAA basketball is two games left. Well, two days of games left, three games left. Masters is around the corner. Easter is around the corner. So, humans, what are we going to talk about today? Well, of course, we're going to check in on basketball, on NCAA basketball. We're going to talk. We're going to mention the Masters. (laughs) I mean, I did just mention it. We're going to mention it again. We're going to talk about a play for the modern-day fortune cookie. A brand out there is making a play to be the modern-day fortune cookie. Going to talk about insulated cups. You know I love insulated cups. You know I love coolers. You know I love koozies. You know I love anything that can keep something cold or hot. Or hot. I like my coffee hot. I like my beer cold. I like my spritzers cold. Easter. The Masters. Modern day fortune cookies. We've got a submission to the listener line. It's been a while. This one's a lot of fun. It's labeled a perspective. And I've also been thinking about something. Something's been pinging around my brain. It has to do with what becomes of the COVID movers, the COVID flares, the the great COVID flight. And sort of, I'm wondering about their economic practices. So humans, a lot to talk about today, a lot to bite off. And of course, if Easter's around the corner, if the Masters are around the corner, it typically, not always, typically means your boy's birthday's around the corner. And I'm upset about something again this year. I was upset about it last year. We'll get to that. Sid, only you could rain on your own parade. Well, I rain on it early, so it blooms flamboyantly on my birthday. Humans, the fortune cookie, the staple of Chinese delivery. I mean, one of the pinnacle scenes in The Godfather. They're sitting around having Chinese takeout. Now, I've not gone back and watched this to make this comment. I don't know if there's fortune cookies on that table or not. You'd have to assume there are, unless they already ate them. Perhaps those toughs in The Godfather were not vulnerable around each other enough to read their fortunes aloud to each other. Nevertheless, I've heard people complain lately that fortune cookies aren't like good fortunes anymore. They're just like dumb little sayings. And I have to agree. We didn't grow up having a ton of Chinese takeout or delivery in Savannah, GA, but we had it a time or two. I I thought fortune cookies were fun. I wanted to take them seriously. I was looking for a little hope. Always looking for hope. 
Well, humans, despite the state of fortune cookies today, there's a brand out there making a play, I think, making a play at the fortune cookie niche, void, space. There's a brand out there making a play at the fortune cookie space. Humans, are you coffee drinkers? Are you tea drinkers? I myself am a coffee drinker. I like my coffee black, no sugar. Some people would say, Sid, you don't need to say black, no sugar. Black implies no sugar. To those people, I would say, I agree with you. But try having people not ask you if you want sugar or not when you order black coffee all the time and see what happens. So coffee drinkers, tea drinkers, are you sugar heads or are you not? And if you're used to pouring a powder into your hot beverages... Of course, sometimes serve cold. But if you're used to pouring a powder into your hot beverages, do you ever use Splenda? If you do, you might already know about this. I came across a cavernous box of Splenda the other day. And what did I find? But they have a little marketing thing going on right now. On the back of Splenda packets, it's Splenda Sweet Sayings. Now, this is closer to the modern-day fortune cookie that's more of a saying also. But nevertheless, they're trying to fill this space. They see they see room. Splenda sweet sayings on the back of the Splenda packet. There's little things. And I guess, you know, the idea is, oh, you'll look forward to you. I don't want sweet and low. I don't want equal. God knows I don't want real sugar. I'll reach for Splenda because they have something fun on the packet. And hell, maybe I'll become a four-packet gal. Maybe I'll become a four-packet guy just to read more sayings. Splenda Sweet Sayings. Like I said, I came across a cavernous box, and I grabbed eight out to see what they were. One said Splenda Sweet Sayings, which is good because that explains exactly what they are. So here, here, here's something you could read in your morning or your, you know, your afternoon, whenever you need that. Pick me up. The best way to get there is to start. The little, the word "start" is written very big and it's got an arrow. Okay, you know, sort of a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. All right, inspirational. I'd pour that into my coffee. Leave a little sparkle where you go. And sparkle's written in a fun cursive font. The kind of font, the kind of typeface that you would see on a Mylar balloon, humans. The next one is, the perfect moment is now. Very carpe diem. Very go get. I mean... <laughs> I'll be honest, humans, I came across this cavernous box of Splenda at my work. So maybe this is a workplace, uh, maybe this is a workplace box of Splenda. You know, maybe they're in cahoots with employers. Like, let's, trust me, you want, you want more out of your employees? Have them use this Splenda. It'll, Grind set mindset, you know, it'll get them, it'll get their nose to the grindstone and it'll squeeze productivity out of them. The perfect moment is now. Of course, we could also take a much nicer approach that they're just, hey, carpe diem, man. 
Seize the day. And now is a nice, big, all capital letters. And it's sort of almost like a sunset-looking colors to it. Okay, here we go. Another nice one. Celebrate each day with a touch of sweetness. Now that one's like, come on back. Keep using Splenda. You liked it now. You're going to like it tomorrow, too. Are these kind of like those candy hearts, too, on Valentine's Day? Here's the next one. Find the sweet side in all things. A different cursive font with little sparklies around. And here's another one. Add more smiles to your morning, and it's got the picture of a smile. Hard not to think about smile shape without seeing that gross Amazon sort of with the arrow on the side, isn't it, humans? At least it's not that. And then here's another one for making each day count, humans. Life is short. Make it sweet. Huh. <laughs> All this sweet talk, it makes me wish McCormick's would come out with their little sayings on the bottles of each spices, you know? I want to look at the back of the Montreal steak seasoning and see what they have to say. Life is short. Make it savory. <laughs> Find the savory side in all things. Anyway, humans, do you use Splenda? Have you noticed this? Is it making a difference in your life? Do you use Splenda and you hadn't noticed it, but now you do. Now your eyes are open and you're feeling empty. You were feeling finally good and have popped your balloon. Is that possible? Let me know. Listener line at sydneyhollisshow.com. So we're talking about beverages. I love insulated cups. I love coolers. I think it's fun. You know, listen, we all need puzzles. Some people do sodukos. Excuse me. Some people do sodokus. Some people do crosswords. The kind of puzzles I like are how to keep things very hot and how to keep things very cold. I'm that guy at my work. When I go to have a cup of coffee... I prime my mug. I take a few extra seconds, perhaps even extra minutes. I prime my mug with hot water before I pour coffee in it so that I just get the maximum amount of heat. And, of course, I use an insulated reusable cup, humans. <clears throat> That's just me. Those are the puzzles I like. So, anyway, humans, we all know Yeti. We all know Hydro Flask. We all know Stanley. Stanley making a real charge at the insulated cup game. And sometimes it's a little fun because I feel like Stanley, either they did make thermoses long ago or they're very good at making it seem like they made thermoses long ago. I've seen some influencers lately, humans, with big Stanley cups. They have a big old handle. They've got straws coming out of the top. Maybe Stanley's making a push with influencers. I've noticed it. But here's an insulated cup that I haven't seen take off yet. But perhaps it will. And I'll explain it 
I'll explain my reasoning here, humans. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. To quote Alice Cooper in Wayne's World. Milwaukee. You know their drills. You know their power tools. You know that Milwaukee is written in such a way where it looks electrified. To quote John Travolta in Greece. <laughs> Milwaukee. They have insulated cups. Now, I'm a Yeti guy. That's just me. But I'm, I'm open to new things. I have a Hydro Flask 16-ounce pint cup. I stopped short of saying pint glass. Milwaukee's got a sharp-looking insulated cup. I'm sure it does the job well. And I can't help but wonder, is Milwaukee flying just, just low enough under the radar? Where industry people are using it. And in fact, the person that I've seen carrying a Milwaukee cup is in the contractor construction handiwork business. No, it's not truck in Savannah. <laughs> Someone I know here in New York. They do that type of work. I'm sure they have all sorts of Milwaukee things. Who knows? Maybe even from a rep. That I don't know. But they're in that line of work. And that's that's about that's about as far as I see it go with Milwaukee, besides seeing a Milwaukee drill here and there or something. So is it flying just low enough under the radar where just those kind of guys or gals have Milwaukee cups? Or is it going to be the next Carhartt? Will Yeti be too broy? Will it be too want to be outdoorsy? We all know it is. I can admit that. Are people, you know, but let's face it. I see a lot more Carhartt here in Brooklyn on hip people than I do on people that are actually needing to wear tough stuff for their lines of work. Could the Milwaukee Cup go that way? I mean, we're just getting into really the meat and potatoes of the outdoor cup season. Could the Milwaukee Insulated Cup go the way of Carhartt? Could guys like my friend lose their grip on this little, you know, I wouldn't say little company, but company that that's, seems to me pretty authentic, pretty pure, you know, just known for their tools and whatnot. Will it spread like wildfire? Humans will have to have a look. Do you own any Milwaukee merch? Do you use Milwaukee tools? Do you hate my take on Carhartt? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. So humans, the Masters is around the corner. It's on Sunday, April 9th. And what's unique about that? Well, humans, the Masters is on, or the finals, the final day is on Easter Sunday. Boy, what a day for pastels. What a day for pastels and nice cotton shorts. I'm going to steer away from khaki on that day. I might wear some white shorts. White shorts and a pastel shirt. Why not? I mean, these two things already color scheme-wise in my mind live in the same place. Early spring, Easter, early spring, the Masters. Let's toss my birthday in there. Why not? But when Easter 
or excuse me, when the final day of the Masters is on Easter Sunday. Wow. Does that enhance your Easter gatherings? Does it become more like a Thanksgiving where everyone's over? And then you've got the TV on, the Lions game, and then subsequently the Cowboys game? You know, is it going to be like, oh, good. It's not just going to be after church lamb and watching children scramble around for Easter eggs. There will also be golf on. And beautiful golf. I mean, <laughs> to use the phrase, a tradition unlike any other. I mean, the broadcast alone. I mean, that's that's part of it, right? How beautifully CBS does that. I mean, they make me feel like I'm outside in my home state from sometimes gloomy New York City. The camera shots going through the azaleas. The green grass, the green greens. Perhaps it'll enhance Easter. I have memories of the Masters being on on Easter week from my childhood. We would spend Easter with uh, another family that we're close with. And, um, you know, back in the days of, you know, regular old cable television, you'd have your wired TV in your home. And if you were so lucky to have another TV or two, you know, you may not have cable running to all those. So you could just, you could grab one of the other TVs and put it somewhere else. And, you know, since the Masters is on network television, all right, recall dying Easter eggs Easter week, a few days before Easter, and the Masters being on a television outside <laughs> and thinking it was incredible. So I, I hope that someone's able to pull that off, humans. I hope that someone in this group is able to get a TV going outside at whatever Easter function they attend. And humans, is it going to be weird for members of the Live Golf Tour to play on CBS? <laughs> and not the CW network? Are they gonna are they gonna be shocked at the production value? <laughs> They're not gonna be used to such a robust camera setup. Of course the Masters being one of those tournaments where uh live golfers can actually come play. But we've got some time before that, humans. That's not until Sunday the night. So we'll have another show between then. So if you want to get in your opinions now, listen to your line at sydneyhollishow.com. Record, record into the voice memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button and email it to listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. And humans, while we're talking Easter, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Fast food fish sandwiches. Where are my commercials this year? I haven't seen hardly any. In fact, I've, I've promised you, I've only seen one. And you guys know me. I'm putting in the time watching regular television. I'm putting in the time. For better or for worse, embarrassingly enough. You know I'm watching a ton of basketball. There's other stuff I'm dabbling in. I've seen one. Just Arby's. Just Arby's. Let's check it out. Just to, just to prove that there's one out there. And this one was even hard to find. And it's mostly about the French fries, which is alarming. But we know it's that time of year when they're going after, you know, Lent folks. 
So let's check it out. Here's an Arby's Crispy Fish commercial. In Alaska, the wild fish are plentiful, but the potatoes are lacking. So Arby's stepped in to pick up that slack. $5 crispy fish and fries. Arby's, we have the meat. $5 crispy fish and fries. Humans, there's another one where they talk about it's easier to just come to Arby's and spend $5 than it is to go fishing in Alaska. I couldn't find you good quality. I couldn't in good faith put it here on the show. But that's it. No fun McFish jingles. No Popeyes going after the bigger guys. No fish sandwich wars this year. Of course, please still be on the lookout for the sub wars. It's only a matter of time till this this peacefulness between Jersey Mike's and Jimmy John's eventually wears off. And before we leave the topic of Easter week, of course, Easter week encompassing the masters, encompassing the fish sandwich, the last gasp of the fish sandwich, is anyone out there brave enough to go get an Arby's crispy fish on like April 14th? <laughs> Five days after Easter, anyone brave enough to do that? There's another holiday that same week, humans, and it's your boy's birthday, April 5th. Of course, I'm making it a movable feast. I'm going to celebrate it in a warmer month. But I reserve the right to still take some joy in it. I mean, it is when I was born. It is when I've been told to celebrate it. So I'll take some joy in it. I'll still do a little something. But I'm going to have a, a, a blowout, a smash, on the fifth day of some other month when it's warmer. But I'll do, I'll do something fun, too. Don't you worry about me, humans. But I still enjoy the phone calls, the texts, the quote-unquote love. I'm one of those people that I like to have the day after my birthday off if I have the option. Because I want to go to work that day and get all of those birthday well wishes, too. That's just me. But here's what I don't like. I've come to expect it from companies to send me some stupid, meaningless, you know, insert my name here on birthday emails. I've come to expect that. But what I don't like is when they're now trying to be first. They're now trying to be first. Humans, on March 29th, Two days ago, I already got an email wishing me a happy birthday from a company. Screw you, dude. It's too soon for that. No. My own family's not doing that. My own friends aren't doing that. There's people who I knows I want my birthday to be my own, <laughs> even though it's a movable feast. There's people whom I know whose birthday is between mine, between now and mine, how dare you wish me a happy birthday six days early? It's, it's not, I'm not Ticketmaster here. I'm not the Taylor Swift tour. 
It's not first come, first served. You don't get any... You just look stupid for wishing me happy birthday six days early. It, it, it angers me. And the company that did this was CityMD. I, I don't know if they're all over. I would assume maybe they are. Actually, I wouldn't assume maybe they are. I don't know if they're all over or not. They're here in New York. It's an urgent care place. And in fact, they do a good job. I've been going to them off and on for years. They do a good job. This won't make me stop going, but it makes me like them less. Don't wish me a happy birthday six days early. Just do it on the day and do it on the day at 9 a.m. It's fine. You don't need to. Most people aren't born at midnight. So you don't need to wish me a happy birthday at midnight. You can wish me a happy birthday at 9 o'clock in the morning. Or if you're my fa friends and family, even earlier. That day. But you don't need to do this six days early. It drives me insane. Shame on you, CityMD. And shame on you, whoever else comes in here in the next few days. So humans, the listener line. It's been a little quiet. That's all right. We're all on our own journey, but I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. It's not just my show. It's your show too. My name happens to be on the marquee. You know, I have the most access. I have, I have the professional microphone. I have the software. I host the podcast on a website. I push it out through podcast forums. But it's still your show, too. It's still your show, too. You have a voice. It's our community. It's our place where we break bread. And you can participate by emailing listenerline at sydneyhollowshow.com. Now, you can do a voice memo and, and use the audio medium, but you can also send a good old-fashioned text email, something that you've typed out. So speaking of text email, something that's been typed out, we have a submission from Michael and Savannah. The title of his submission is Perspective, colon, The Worst Seat is the Best Seat. Now, humans, I have skimmed this, but for authenticity, for improvisation, for realness, I'm going to read it with a discriminating eye for the first time here along with you. Perspective, colon, the worst seat is the best seat. This SHS, Sydney Hollis Show, listener line submission, is motivated by the last Send Sid, trademark, outing to Madison Square Garden. His detail of being relegated to the nosebleeds by having to take the extra escalator while the 200s snubbed their noses at him getting off earlier to their chrome thrones was imagery to my senses. His unobstructed view from the front row of the 300s allowed him to stay humble and had the moral high ground while they looked at the back of a dandruffed head of another FAU owl fan. Let it rain, let it snow. All these emotions Sin Sid brought forth from me come from my first and only NCAA basketball tournament adventure. Two games, one night, dot, dot, dot. I did not have to move. Let the balls bounce. 
Similarly, I was in the 300s, but as the NCAA gods blessed me as well as send Sid, the last row where I was to be seated of the sporting venue had a ring for concessions and bathrooms at the top. So instead of me having to walk from the bottom up to my seat in the highest row, I walked down two steps and got to my seat's row. I went from what I thought would be holding up the place and filtering the farts of people and players before they hit the ceiling to there were amenities at my head level. Again, the ring was at the top, so I had to walk to the first row off of it, which was my seat row. See web link for additional perspective. It is the same view I had. No knowledge of the ring at the top, just the top. And Michael and Savannah here humans includes a Ticketmaster link uh, for Veterans Arena in Jacksonville. He goes on. I knew I was in the best spot when I looked behind me to the ring level and the old local basketball coaches with their canes and wheelchairs were evaluating the play and the players. I was amongst my people and getting the rich history from the back and watching the future in the front. My mind and ears were in swivel mode, soaking up as much as I could. Semicolon. I had the March Madness. The first teams were a Georgia State team who broke seed in the first round on a final shot by the star player whose father was the coach. The coach was on a propped-up, wheeled walker from a torn Achilles earlier in the season. The father fell over after the shot, and that team was in Cinderella mode. They faced Xavier, who had a big center in weight and height, and dropped his scholarship so his brother could play on the same team, while the older center, center's brother, did ride shares did ride shares to make ends meet the NCAA PR ate this up and spit these stories out the purity of march madness was laid on thick the second game was arkansas who had a 610 athletic nba nba bound player versus north carolina who would 2 years later win it all it was the better of the two games and showed more talent. Final words. Perspective and location are in the eye of the beholder, just like the subjective call of a referee for a basketball carry or setting the feet before taking a charge. May all the humans next arena event seem like a crappy seat only to be a memorable one. Any humans have a story like this where you went in with some trepidation but came out renewed? And please... Let's send Sid. Michael and Savannah, great email, great submission to the listener line. And folks, what he's talking about here, he's coined a term, and not only do I not mind it, I love it, it's called send Sid. Get me to an event, get me to a game. Now, I can also be in charge of getting me to an event, getting me to a game. But what I was trying to accomplish last week when I went to the NCAA tournament in Madison Square Garden was to was to bring you guys there, was to paint a picture, was to use this auditory, audio, audio medium to perhaps create a story that tickled your other senses. And Michael has coined a term for it, send Sid. Michael, I love it. Thank you for that. And humans... He's pointed something out here. Well, first of all, let's get to something very important. 
He asked you guys a question. He asked you guys a question. Any humans have a story like this where you went in with some trepidation but came out renewed? What a question. First of all, let's take it literally. Do any of you have a story like this? But let's jump in figuratively, emotionally, spiritually. Excellent use of the word renewed. I did feel baptized after that game. I did feel renewed. Springtime to me is a time of renewal. Of course, it's my new year. This is my new year, humans. I I need to make some resolutions. But renewed. Oh, isn't it nice to be renewed once in a while? You know, the comedy theater where I used to do things. The Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. They would have an annual meeting. And some people would be, you know, curmudgeonly naysayers, the way people can be after a big, a big all call, a big all performers meeting. But I found those all performers meetings to be renewals. I would hear what they were saying. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to attack the next few months. But that's neither here nor there. Any humans have a story like this where you went in with some trepidation but came out renewed? Did any of you had terrible seats but had a great time at an event? Any of you, I don't know, go see live the live action Beauty and the Beast and come out with an adult perspective? Who knows? Let us know. Listener line at Sydney Hollis Show. You know, and while we're talking listener line here, humans, I've got a question for you. Where's all the baseball heads out? Where's all the baseball heads at? Where are you MLB freaks? Or is this just a sign of the state of affairs of America's love affair with baseball and the major league? Here I am talking about springtime, March Madness, Easter, the Masters, the Vernal Equinox, all these rites of spring, my new year, fish sandwiches. I'm talking about fast food fish sandwiches. You know what hasn't come up once? Opening day. Where are you at? Where are you at? Opening day. I know people who opening day is, I mean, they take it off of work. They live in a, they live in a baseball major league city and their team has a home game. <laughs> opening day is a holiday. Where are you? Where are you? Now, I'm not beating up on opening day. So I might, I might even just, I might come around here on the back end and eat my own tail here. But there'll be room. There's room on the bone for you to gnaw off a little piece of meat, humans. Baseball. Long season. A game you can have on in the background. I, I'm going to be a little brutal here. I don't have much interest 
this time of year. Yeah, it's nice to see some sunny games on, but I don't get into baseball till the playoffs. That's just me. Now, I don't have a team right now because I'm boycotting the Atlanta Braves until they move their stadium back into the city of Atlanta. I don't, I don't watch the Cobb County Braves. That's just me. But I will say, I do have a special place in my heart for opening day. Opening day is fun. And opening day is this week and weekend, depending on the park. Of course, official opening day was Thursday, March 30th. You're hearing this on Friday, March 31st at the very earliest. So that's about as far as I go, humans. And, and there you go. I'm eating my own tail. I hung a question out there for you to say, where are the opening day heads at? Everything else I've mentioned is a rite of spring right down to a $5 crispy fish sandwich that comes with fries. And I didn't mention baseball even once. Is anyone going to come defend America's pastime? It, are you? Let me know, humans. Listener line at sydneyhollisshow.com. Well, humans, here's the topic that's been rattling around my brain. Of course, I live in New York City. Of course, I stayed in New York City for all of COVID lockdown, which was a long time. I went to the Jersey Shore a few times. That's as far as I went. Same region. But I was here. I was here when it got frightening in the beginning. I was here during protests, which I participated in. I was here during protests and curfews. I was here when it was empty. I mean, I fell asleep on my stoop one night. Something I would never do. <laughs> Just like on my stoop. But I don't think a single person passed by me in the two hours I was asleep out there. I really don't. It was empty. It was creepy. Suffice to say, people were passing away. It was scary, but also somewhat fun, somewhat interesting, somewhat uplifting even in terms of, oh, I got to know Sid a little better. All that to say, humans, some folks packed their bags and got the hell out of here. And people still pack their bags and get the hell out of here. And people pack their bags and get the hell out of wherever you live as well. And I wonder to myself, I encounter a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, ever since COVID, we got a place upstate. We still come down to the city a bunch, but we're upstate now. There's just something about it. Small town. Salt of the earth. I can't help but thinking some of these people aren't exactly assimilating into the local economy. What do you mean by that, Sid? And, and maybe this isn't a new thought, but I've been wondering this. And it, this could occur, I assume you could enter in where you live and do your own version of this. But for the sake of me living in New York City, I have to imagine a lot of folks roll out upstate. You know, oh, as long as we can, you know, get to New York in half a day, we're fine. It can work remotely. So they've got their high-paying, high-power city job. But they're living in a small upstate town. Do they really, do they really join up? Do they really participate in the local economy? Or is it more like, well, listen... 
You work from home, hon. I work from home. We order everything we need in life from Amazon and every other delivery service. And minus food, because who knows what the food options are like in these small towns. So it really doesn't leave much room for participating in the local economy. Yeah, you might go out to dinner. You may have found one tavern to go have a few pints at. But is the mindset like, ah, we're still New York City people. We're still big city people. Because we don't really get to know these small town people. In fact, the only other people we hang out with are also big city exiters. That's my thought. Just wondering. I'm just wondering. Because, I mean, you roll around and you're, oh, yeah, that will. We never think anything's going to change us. That won't change me. I'll still be a big city guy. We'll go down to the city once a month. But you're not going to go to the local sporting goods shop. You're going to order online. You're not going to check out the boutiques downtown. You're going to order online. And, of course, you know, I mean, what, what are your options? I don't know. But I just, I wonder aloud. And it's because these people have been telling me this. I, I'm a talker, humans. People say, oh, yeah, it's just different. It's a nice pace of life. But are you? how much of that pace of life are you participating in? I mean, I guess you have to go buy grass seed at the closest Home Depot or Lowe's. Maybe you go to an Ace. Ace is the place. Hopefully you go to a mom and pop. Hopefully these people are participating in the mom and pop world but I just wonder I wonder if it's like oh yeah we're totally insulated we're not working here we're ordering most of our stuff from from Amazon anyway like what are you helping your local economy then or are you taking away again just a thought humans I may not be the first person to this but I've not heard much chat about it well, humans, it's been great chatting with you. We've got some basketball coming up Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. We've got the final four. First game up, Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State, 6.09 p.m. Eastern. You got to wonder, San Diegans, they don't, maybe I'm way out here on this. They don't strike me as like too much of like sports fans. Maybe it's just because the Padres are not that good overall in my lifetime. Chargers are no longer there. It just seems like the kind of place with like nice weather, green juice, cannabis, beaches. Are they even aware in San Diego that San Diego State has made the Final Four? You got Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State Saturday at 6.09 p.m. Eastern. And then Miami versus UConn. 8.49 p.m. Eastern. Of course, if UConn wins the next two games, Ryan in Collinsworth, New Jersey, wins the Sydney Hollow Show March Madness Contest. If not, Chuck in the Pacific Northwest. Chuck in Oregon wins. Very exciting, humans. And then, of course, the, the basketball national championship game is on Monday, April 3rd. It's a late one. It's a late one for those of us on the East Coast. 9.20 tip-off. Now, college basketball games, what, run about two hours? Could be worse. 9.20 p.m., late, late tip-off for us East Coasters. You 
Mountain time, folks. Enjoy it. Chuck, you out there on the West Coast, enjoy it, dude. That's a nice 620 tip-off for you. Anyway, humans, thank you for listening to the show. There's another show coming right back at you next Friday, April 7th. I'll see you then. I look forward to your comments. Peace and love. Peace and love.